Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Reporting live from the bomb cycle flop Opa. Opa. yeah there's like some sort of river rain or something hitting california atmospheric river bring it i mean the radar it looks like a legit hurricane but so like, I'm, I'm like where is it i the freak out about like rain yeah it's just like it's never rain in general in california it's either like we're in a fucking drought like everything's going to yeah. hell or it's like it's gonna rain and ruin everyone's lives it's like what do you want? The great do you want flood. To, do you want to be dry or do you want to be wet? I think I'd rather be wet. I'd rather be wet, but at least I'm not wet. Rain on May. May. That was me yesterday going to bed being like, where's this rain? Where's this rain that you speak of? Once again, duped by the meteorologists. When the and sun when comes I, out, mm-hmm. like it is kind of now. Yeah, it's peaking. I feel furious. I feel betrayed to your potential happiness. Mm-hmm. I think the flood watch is until tomorrow night. Good, but so, not long enough. <laughs> not long you enough. You want like a flood watch till like Monday. Three days of rain. Like that's pretty, that's called winter. Winter? Winter in Los Angeles. I will say I am grateful we're not in the Bay Area right now. I think they're actually having a, a shit time. They're having a rough go. They're having a rough go. They're having like sandbags getting passed Mm -hmm. out. I mean, with love and light, I hope no one gets flooded out of their homes. But every time there's like... I was thinking you were thinking that. Rain on the forecast, literally. I remember there was one winter where people were like, it's happening. It's like Noah's Ark over here. Get your sandbags. And everyone like battened down the hatches and then it just rained. So like... Oh, to like... To like block out. People really... Californians love to go to a place of sandbag 
I the first month I lived here, I remember there was like a f- the most rain I've ever seen since living here. Still, it was like in February. Yeah, and it came on like a Friday. It was great. I remember that too. It was kind of scary, and then since then, I haven't seen anything living up to that potential. Every once in a while, it rains in the winter time for days, and then there might be some flooding. It's like I'm just can't take. I can't take the drama. Yeah. Either fucking flood and ruin us all, tsunami, or shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm done. Well. So that's what I have to say. We still about have till rain. tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Thank God. I, because then otherwise it's just like annoying rain, wet. Yeah. Like misty. Misty. I do like mist. I like mist. I like like wet weather in the wintertime. It's cozy. You like huggy. Yeah, I want to be heagy. I want to light some candles, put the wool socks on. I want to like coze up. Get in your little 90s sweater. Yeah, and then I know that it will eventually go away and it will be deathly sunny again. I know. And we'll just have to live in a sunshine depressive state. So mm-hmm. it's like, let's just let it rain. You want to escape daylight horror. Yeah. I it's get that. literally midsummer every day in Los Angeles except for the days that it rained. Speaking of Midsommar, Ari Aster's new movie trailer drops next week. Mm, I can't wait. Starring Joaquin. Joaquin. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm confused. I mean, I like that I don't know anything about it, but... Yeah, I prefer it that way. Curious. I hope that it's a good trailer and not a trailer that tells you an entire movie. I don't think it will be. He doesn't play that game. I'm wondering if it'll be scary or just like funny. Only time will tell. I'm not going to say anything about it, but I just need to tell everyone I did get a a friend had a ticket to see a screening of McGain mm-hmm. and I went and I'm only going to say that it's the best movie I've ever seen. Okay. I love that and say no more. That's it. Okay, great. She is the one. Enough. I want McGain to outperform Avatar. What do we have to do to make that happen? Well, it has a better Rotten Tomatoes. But I want like McGain to gross a billion dollars. How do we do this? Like, this is the troll. I feel like if we activated enough people that were like yeah. just passionate about trolling the movie industry, James Cameron, and just Avatar in general, like if everyone just was like, I'm going to spend $40. If everyone that listened to this podcast, we would, grow we some- would start there and then you tell a friend and you say, look, $40, let's get this troll going. We're going to have McGain outperform Avatar and we're just going to like fuck shit up. I think you could get enough people on board to do it. Well, they, they've played it well because they have they immediately had the gays on their side. Yeah. We were all on our knees bowing to But mother. now it's a money thing. But now it's a, no, but now it's like, I think now. Now put your money where your mouth is. I think just buy a ticket, even if you're not going to see it, just for the troll. To troll Jim. To troll Jim specifically. Like, <laughs> I, my goal, I wish that we had, like, a Joe Rogan level reach because I would love to do stunts. Like, now we're going to galvanize the whole audience of the podcast to all get a ticket to McGain and make it outperform Avatar in the box office. Do you think Joe Rogan will see McGain? I feel like he might be open to seeing McGain. We got. We need to get Joe on board with the outperformance. Like I'm telling you, this is use, like use I want to die on these like hills. Use of his just, evil for good. Yeah. Yeah. Use his reach 
for a positive thing, which is McGain. McGain getting $2 billion in opening week. I mean, Smile... What do we have to do? Like, I feel like a lot of people would want this. I think Smile made like $300 million, which is crazy. Yeah. People so, are loving horror. Horror is the new McGain. Yeah. If that but makes like, any sense. Let's like do this. We have limited time. By the time this podcast is out, you're already going to need to have your McGain plan in place if we're going to pull this off by next week. Has the Avatar already grossed over a bill? Yeah. But that still needs to gross... It needs to gross $2 billion to, break to break even. So let's, That's let's in, set wait, a goal. Can we just talk about how insane that is? It's egregious. That, like, it's unnecessary. It's so crazy that like Jim... I mean, I love James Cameron. I do. I'm yeah. sorry. But that he's sitting Don't in his office... <laughs> No, because pe- fucking dare people you. are like about him, but I think he's he's fine, but he's a visionary. It's great. But like, we, no, but just that like there's like a bunch of Hollywood execs being like, if it's one point four, it's shit. Well, it's crazy that they're willing to just like put that much money into one thing. Why not spread it around and just like, why not just make things that everyone wants to see? No, that like every different kind of person would want to see and like make a lot of different kinds of entertainment. They can't do that. I know, because but that's that why be, we have to. That's why we need we McGain. Need to, we need McGain now more than ever. I'm just loving this promo of all the little like tiny dancers. I need like political connections. If <laughs> I, would, I was like a billionaire, th- I would do shit like this. I, I would actually just pay if I had Elon Musk's money, <laughs> I would buy two billion dollars worth of tickets? tickets to McGain just to fuck with James Cameron and Avatar and the entire film industry. McGain? That would be way funner than like trying to acquire Twitter and like actually work. All this drama happening in Congress right now, McGain could solve it. If they all just stopped focusing on who they want as a speaker and focus on buying tickets to McGain and leveraging their connections and power. I honestly this could think happen. that would be the reach across the aisle moment that we need. Like right or left, we can all agree McGain that we want to see McGain. What if there we was should a- unleash McGain in like a congressional hearing? What if there was like some chatter and it got silent for a minute and then you heard the door open and McGain danced her way down the aisle and did like cartwheels? McGain should announce her presidential run now. She could win. I know. I would love to see McGain, Mother from Barbarian, and Gabriel they team te- up together for the superhero movie of a lifetime. They actually would... I feel like they're all universal, too. ...solve world hunger. <gasps> Look, this is actually just my plea to Universal. Hire me to just write this movie. Like, I... Like, a queer feminine... A queer femme... Hire me to write this movie... Hire me to do some marketing on your behalf and let's get this McGain troll going and then let's take it over. Fuck everyone else. Let's ride. I haven't forgotten Gabriel. I'll never forget. Gabriel is the... Gabriel was the original mother until mother came <laughs> along and then McGain came along and said, sit down, you old fucking hose. McGain's in town. I still think about the prison, the prisione scene. And the cops. Oh, a cab. <laughs> She went full ACAB on the the Seattle PD. Mm -hmm. Gabriel was literally in the Chaz. Gabriel abolished the police in one fell swoop. She she destroyed an entire police unit in Seattle. (laughs) Seattle's never recovered. She set up up the first autonomous zone. (laughs) I feel like 
Gabriel could run Chaz like a motherfucker. Yeah. Chaz would be still happening. Still happening. And like there would be no violence if Gabriel was running that shit. Gabriel would should be I mean Gabriel, okay. we should send Gabriel to Portland to figure some shit out there. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Gabriel just needs to be Gabriel is like a weapon. Yeah. Send Gabriel in when we should send Gabriel <laughs> watch. We should harness. Speaking of Gabriel, the evil sibling. Speaking of evil siblings, Prince Harry's new memoir has come out. Is it out now? Or it's like going going to be out, but page six has been just been They've been spinning the tea. Basically <laughs> live tweeting all excerpts of the book. Like they're just going in and the book sounds boring. Boring as fuck. I don't need to read it because now I can just look at page six's Twitter. I kind of would maybe get an audiobook version and drive across the country listening to it. I don't know if I want to give him money. I should drive. Yeah, I would like to pirate an audiobook version yeah. and then hit the road, drive, figure feet, out wherever is halfway and then drive back. You're in the six feet under finale <laughs> listening to him breathe. talk about like getting in a shoving match with my brother william okay so some of the things yeah what's tell so, me what's okay the so the big revelation is that in like 2019 willie as he calls him came to the cottage frogmore came to frog no the the cottage on kensington grounds and like demanded to speak to harry about megan mcgain <laughs> the other mcgain she is She's the other mcgain, McGain. duchess mcgain here's my also hot take about anyone named megan they have a little McGain in them. <laughs> Megan's a... Meg we can all agree. Think about all the Megans you know in your life, and they have a teeny bit of McGain. An iconic gene. Yeah. He came in and was doing like that microaggressive thing of calling her like difficult and rude and abrasive. And then apparently... Well, maybe she was sometimes. Has anyone ever thought about that? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Microaggressions aside, which I know they exist, but I mean, like, maybe she was rude. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there was truth on both sides. Well, I think they also expect like a very high level of decorum that Americans are like not used to. Yeah. Um. But apparently, she Willie like, farted in front of him, and <laughs> Will never forgot. Willie apparently, Will's apparently got Wait. so heated about harry's behavior with a you that they got into like a scuffle and william shoved him in the kitchen onto a dog bowl and william, on harry, the floor harry was on the floor and william got into the all, corgi's bowl yeah and got all like flustered and shoved him and i was like and then he stormed out and then came back and was like i'm sorry mate that's Dis called having a sibling that's dysfunctional but that's literally like we've seen worse on a reality show yeah like that's I'm sorry I, I'm not trying to like normalize violence but like I read that and I was like okay I almost drove purposefully off a cliff when my <laughs> sister and I were fighting like this is it's like that's par for the course I know and I was I, I don't mean to be like I I'm wish not someone had I wish the only thing my siblings had ever done is shove me into a bowl of water I'm just like I read that and I was like okay welcome to having siblings yeah you get pissed at each other and you fight mm-hmm whether it be shoving or just like screaming like that happens. Yeah. But anyway, so that was like, <gasps> and he said, William was gone the day he married Kate Middleton, which I'm like, I read the excerpt. He Don't said, bring Kate into this. It was giving me a little incel, like the women ruin everything kind of vibe. Cause he said that 
He's at what? Like the light went yeah, out he from said, his eyes? Yeah, he said when he watched her, William ex- escort her down the aisle after they said, exchanged I do's, he said it was goodbye forever. And I was like, well, that's because he got Why, married. Though? He just said he changed. And I was like, yeah, he got married. Yeah. That's what happened. It's like, it was very like. He had a bigger priority than you, his brother, and I it was his wife. I honestly, it was giving. That's common though, I think, in brother relationships. They're like, it's hard to adjust to like. Yeah. I honestly. The woman. It's giving like little brother being like, I was your. I was your rock. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's here. And now she's here to ruin everything. And then he said. Jealous hater vibes. Because that wedding was iconic. And then he said. He said some gay shit. He said, she looked great in her Sarah Burton. I'm like. You're rude. Yeah. He was being kind of rude about Kate. He said, I mean, maybe she's annoying, but she said that Megan also one time asked her for a lip gloss and Kate was shook and, and reluctantly gave her it, but was like very shocked at the request. Here's the thing about that is I completely understand where Kate's coming from. Once you reach a certain age, mm-hmm. I think out of your 20s or out of your teens or yeah. actually just out of middle school. Yeah. When people ask me for lip gloss, I'm like, are you actually kidding me? I would never want to put my mouth on some other person's like lip thing that they're constantly putting on their mouths. Like that just wouldn't even like I would never ask. And when people do, it's assumed that you're supposed to then do it. But it's like, no, then my mouth, then your mouth and your germs are on my little special germy thing. And sometimes I will do it, but I have been like shamed before for like not giving people my lip gloss or chapstick. Well, you know, it's, it says to me like so, so boundaries and a little bit of like forced intimacy. Yeah. There's some people in my life, maybe like two or three people that I would be like, okay, we can do a lip gloss thing and I'm not going to be like, what? But like most people, I would say 99.9% of everyone I know I don't want to give you my lip gloss. No. And then the other big thing is that he blamed William and Kate for the Nazi outfit. No. What? He was like, they said, wear it. It slaps. Yeah. Okay. Well. You wore it. You You fucking wore it. Like, I'm sorry. That is so zero accountability. Like you fucking chose to wear a Nazi outfit. Your brother and his wife, like giggling about it and being like that's so ridiculous do it it's your fault you're a dumbass bitch yeah you're the one that did the mistake. you made the mistake but he's like completely being like it was them like i just think he's or like they were in on it too i think he's really trying to like issue responsibility i think that plus i think it just to me these are his traumas yes i really think he's just trying to like blame everything on them he's like being a real he's being a little bitch yeah and he said he fucked a woman in a field behind a bar. And that was his, how he lost his virginity. Tight. Yeah. Sounds- and she slapped his arse. And she was older. That sounds great. The queen sounds of- like they had fun. The queen- Why is he saying that? The queen apparently made him dump Chelsea Davies because she was a lush. She was a party girl. I liked her. What I don't about know. Cressida? Does, he sp- does he I say don't know. anything I about Cressida? I mean, she was invited to the wedding. So I'm assuming. They're fine. I'm just kind of like, unless you're going to say something totally shunking, you need to keep it to your goddamn self. Yeah. I'm just kind of like some of the other stuff they said, like, I believe, like, I'm glad they said they they like aired out the fucking 
royals for that shit but like this kind of stuff where it's like my brother and i had a fight it's like that's none of our business Mm -hmm. i don't want to know and like talk to your therapist about that also that's like not the that's not like a core trauma that's not a reason why you would leave is like you got into one fight with your brother as an adult there's like if you're not going to go into like the deepest darkest family shit that has like fucked you up and created negative patterns that you've had to strive for your adult life to break and reparent yourself if you're not going to talk about that then shut the fuck up Stop wasting our time because it's actually just an attention grab and a money grab. Yeah. I want to send mother from Barbarian into England and have her do away with everyone and she should be crowned the new queen mother at the coronation. I want to send, I want to sue Harry for, yeah, for just putting us through this. Yeah. It's, I've had just about, I want to sue Harry for wasting our goddamn time. Mm -hmm. I'm sending him a cease and desist. I thought there was going to be some real juice to this book and some real squeeze. And you're giving me annoying little brother. This is another reason why people should shut up, sign up for the Patreon and support sex unique podcast at all costs. Because if we were billionaires or even just casual millionaires, we'd send a cease and desist. I want to send a cease. If I had extra money. Yeah. We'd have it drafted end of day. I was expecting something more. And what I'm getting is, a bitter brother rehashing the same story over and over and over no one cares it's also showing how immensely privileged he is that he's other than his mom which was like true trauma he hasn't really suffered anything that we know of i mean if you're not that's the thing is like this is what you're gonna bitch and moan about then you're not you don't know how to do yourself any favors because if you actually i think probably everyone has gone through like very legitimate yeah struggles and trauma but unless you're really gonna go there he did say that he killed in in iraq in afghanistan he i think i read that he killed 25 people well i mean yeah that's like yeah that's i mean if you go to war if you're in the army and you go into a war zone i think you're pretty much expected to do that no i know i'm just saying he was hotter when he was a soldier he should join the army of the u.s can he do that now i think if he becomes a citizen he can he should he also said he he's like curious about he's by curious <laughs> he's curious about taking it up the arse no i i think he i think he's like wanted to go back to being royal again after leaving i think he said that but then M- mcgain was like shut your mouth shut your whore mouth <laughs> My take is that I think she, I think they'd both be down to go back. Well, Prince Charles said, come on back to my coronation, kids. Prince Charles, I guess, is leaving the door you open. King Joe. He's not my king. No, he's not mine either. He's always peach, PC. He's the Prince of Wales forever. Yeah. He's but a like flop. he said, apparently he's leaving the door open. What's stopping them from like going back? He said Prince Charles apparently blames himself for Harry, everything that happened to Harry. Yeah, because he was a dick to Diana. Their family drama is just like... we've It's, it's trash. Both it's not trashy. enough and too much at the same time. Which I is say, like... it's it's That's a sad place to be in. Because you're not serving. It's tawdry. It wishes it was tawdry. Anyway, that's our dispatches from the void. We have to talk about one iconic lady... Who's putting Miss Finch... Who said... I see what you're doing, Miss Finch, but I'm going to do it 
a little differently. Just when I was like, am I finching right now? When I was in my recent hospital stint. It's slightly finch of you to think that you're finching. Because that's like a new thing where you're like, you're actually like dying, but you're also being like, am I a fraud? Is like another that's, layer of fin or another way of finching. That is another layer of codependency and imposter syndrome that I need to unpack. That's anyway. your journey, which thankfully is not the journey of this lady. So a, a self-published romance author with an active Facebook group died two years ago of suicide and then she, un she unalived herself she un is that mm -hmm. to be unalive that's yeah. the new thing that yeah. people are saying mm -hmm. i'm gonna unalive myself on tiktok <laughs> it's like a safe... that's like instead of saying mm -hmm. you say it's not you, as i've unalived myself yeah well that's what i'm gonna be doing after we shut this <laughs> podcast off so everyone thought she had unalived but then she said two years later back to life back to reality she came back into the facebook group burst back on the scene of her active facebook group and said jk i'm actually alive this one woman i was reading a little in the rolling stone article and this this peer of hers <laughs> suddenly received a message from her like on facebook and was chatting <laughs> with her and she was like wait like and the woman was being really casual but she was like you're dead You've been dead for two years. She goes, so they say. <laughs> she so you say. She so you say to everyone. So apparently she like had a daughter. This is unquote. her. This is the quote that she came back into the book. Okay. So I think it started when her daughter went on the There's Facebook group and said like, my mom is unalived because of you, because of you bitches. No, I think it was, she said that she was bullied so much for something that she unalived and then two years went by this facebook group went kept going as, <laughs> as, they, are, they, as they are wanting the facebook to do group will always don't step they will over always the bodies. press on nevertheless they persisted <laughs> and just kept and then but this is the most incredible part so <laughs> this woman susan meachin came back on back on as an admin of the group and she said that's that's kind of powerful. But she, okay, there's a there's a bunch of things that she did in this Facebook okay. group. But we'll start with her post. She said, "I debated on how to do this a million times, and still not sure if it's right or not. There's going to be tons of questions and a lot of people leaving the group, I guess. But my family did what they thought was best for me, and I can't fault them for it." So wait, so really fast. This is her Facebook group about her. Yeah. Okay. I think so. This was. The Susan Meachin School. It was her private writers group. Okay, okay. Called the Ward. The Certainly. Psych Ward. Psych Ward. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking asylum. So her daughter did the original post saying she unalived after members of the indie book community bullied her. And so then all the online people helped fund her funeral. And created like an anti-bullying anthology and like really got galvanized in that way. And they sent, did they send her family the money? I guess so. So then Damn. she said, I almost died again at my own hand and they had to go through all that hell again. Returning to the ward doesn't mean much, but I am in a good place now and I'm hoping to write again. Let the fun begin. Let the fun begin is Joker vibes. She's doing my hero for that. Let she, she said, let the fun begin. Where is she located? 
She lives in the southeastern corner of Tennessee. Oh, okay. Never mind. Let the funds begin. Let the fun begin. Oh my God. What a true, <laughs> a true nutball. And so then it obviously created chaos in the group. It <laughs> <laughs> went nuts. Was the chaos, was the chaos like, at a fever pitch like did they meet where people like ding 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 like immediately like i'm sure i'm sure it reached like chows <laughs> pure chows Cows. so but something that happened was a month after this woman's death she created a fake account under the name tn steel and joined the facebook group under like a fake identity then she worked her way up to leading it as like a nobody to just taking power of the ward yet again. <laughs> Wait, she ensured in death that no one would, yeah. she would still remain the most powerful. Oh my God. And then the unlived person's former personal assistant who was like, who took over the group, she relinquished it to TN Steel. <laughs> And then I guess like TN Steel gave admin power back to the original unalived fraud. This is truly back a to Facebook me- coup of a lifetime. Back to meet you herself. Wait. And who wait. said, let the fun begin? <laughs> wait, TN Steel is the war. It's like the most like. You're oh. like, no, you're fake. No, but TN Steel is <laughs> TN like. TN Steel. It sounds like a fucking like coffee shop and like. Maryland. I'm crying. TN Steel here. I'm ready to take on this group. Oh my God. That is pure. TN Steel is very uncommon, James. It is. And Nashville 5. Honestly, Susan Meachin, a hero for this. A hero amongst (laughs) heroes. Let the fun begin. She she has been. She's been dead. No, but she. She's been dead for wait, years. Wait, wait, wait. But she's been in the group, like keeping an eye on. Keeping the- an eye. She <laughs> said, "I will now be T and steal the mole of a lifetime." She molded her own group, gained power and Holy trust, shit. and then took it over and said, "Let the fun begin." I'm gonna, I'm gonna we, do that in the in the sub. In the I'm gonna, What she, are they called now? Like bobby pins? I have or no. <laughs> are they like paddleboarding? I, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I tremble to even invoke I'm do their that names. in the group. No, I'm literally <laughs> like to pull off a trick like that. I would. That's that also some... why we need to make a lot of money is so that we can fake our own death, go completely off radar <laughs> for years. It would take two years to build up trust. Two years and dozens of people in on it to, to, to just keep the ruse going. So many people. Wait, I'm we'd have to go full like JT Leroy, like walking around in wigs. We'd have, I am so we'd have to like move away. I bet I would. This is another troll I'd be willing to do to get trust and just get on that Facebook group <laughs> and gain trust and go through all the tests of being a mole in order to rise to the service once again and say, let the fun begin. Can you imagine? Wait, she is. I, she is wait i have to say she is the biggest psycho i've ever like that is the most online psycho shit i've ever heard in my life and just her her biding her time bye will wait 
take however long it may take. The patience it takes. The patience, the earning, like you said, going through the hoops, earning trust of being a true <laughs> a true, true mole, true, no, like a true <laughs> member of the community, and like earning a spot in this village, and then only to <laughs> unmask yourself as for two years you've been living a lie, getting, accruing knowledge, incredible work, and <laughs> my theory. Is that this actually all goes back to that Facebook group. Like, I believe in my heart of hearts, no, having been burned, having been burned, that they probably... They pushed her they bullied that They bullied Meechan's ass long enough to where she said, that's it, I'm going out. And her daughter said, okay. Her daughter is not real. I think, TBD. I think that she is both and steel and both her, and daughter. her daughter she might also be her own personal assistant <laughs> she's moling on yeah. so many levels they pushed her right into moldom no offense Dole, but but this is the kind of behavior that comes out of being insanely active in a facebook group it can only lead one of two ways you're either a member a dedicated member of the group for life or you, you, are the, you are the admin. You fall to the ground. You burn in a pile of rubble and do everything it takes to rise from the ashes and rest control back and say, let the fun begin. But it is very like I'm I'm seeing this as an option for J.K. Rowling in the future. I feel like she's going to. I think it's a power move. It's terrifying. If you can pull it off and really make everyone think that you unalived and only to come back and say, let the fun begin. That's cool. Let the fun begin is... I'm sorry. That is... She's she, mother for that. She is mother for that. In this first In this, week of 2023, we've been given so much. She went... An inspiration to us all, Miss Meechin. We tip our hats to you. So I want TN Steel to go... She can join the trifecta of ladies. Anyways. Anyways, guys, speaking of other iconic fraudsters, mm-hmm. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy Unique Podcast. Salty, Salty Utah, Utah Queens. Queens. Heather is just being so annoying. Heather is committing housewife malpractice. She should be sued for this. I'm sending Heather a cease and desist. Add her to the list. She could be really delivering like a true historic moment in housewife's history, yet she's failing and just playing it all wrong. She's choosing to go to a place of sunglasses, and that's the telltale sign that something is deeply wrong and you are a villain, but a villain who cannot be redeemed and not an iconic villain, just an annoying piece of shit. They're still having their like Greek goddess dinner. Meredith goes, well, it wasn't a fall. Cause everyone keeps saying like, did you fall Heather? Like, did you, and she, and, and Meredith goes, it's a battery. <laughs> Whitney goes, Heather, what happened to your eye? And Heather goes, I have a black eye. I hate every word that comes out of her mouth. I want to punch her in the other eye. I do like that she mentioned that she and Jen reenacted various scenarios a la the staircase, mm-hmm. which I was like. 
No, and I said on last the last episode with Elizabeth, I was like, I need a staircase reenactment of every possible scenario. Like Jen beating the shit out of her, her falling into a plant that scratched her and poked her in the eye. Oh my God, sorry, really fast. To, not to interrupt you, but I just did. Jen is potentially being sued by someone, a woman who claims that Jen fucked her husband and they were living in Nevada. And the woman sent screenshots Jen sent to the husband to Coach Shaw to get revenge. So Jen drove across state lines to Nevada, showed up at their house at 2.30 a.m. and was demanding to see the woman. When? Recently? I don't I, I don't know. I have to. It's on TMZ. But she, that could. From Utah? I don't know if she was allowed to, but she did. She was having an affair with a man whose wife got revenge on Jen by sending screenshots to Coach. Jen retaliating went full astronaut diaper woman and drove <laughs> went to their home behind the wheel like true ring camera footage vibes why is she getting sued though i don't know if she's getting sued but the woman's filing a complaint or something or like a restraining order or some it's on tmz it's crazy wow anyway i didn't mean to interrupt you but work dana came to play dana is a dana has now i love dana dana Started off was, with little promise and then has truly done a 180 and is now she's, not she's a real one to watch. She was really understandably a little uncomfortable. She was trying to figure out when how is to the play right it. to say everything that I have to say. And now she's letting it all out. She God tells bless her. she brings up that a friend of hers basically confirmed to her. That that Jen's guilty. Jen's guilty and knew about everything as it was happening. Yeah. I guess a friend of a friend is like an informant or something who says Jen knew about all of it. And then Jen goes into immediate Hulk Hulk mode. She was, how could you say this? I rode with you. I was like, what? She you goes, rode in like a rental yeah. Mario Kart with her is not the same as like, I love that that's where she, her, she went is like, we rode together. She goes, bitch, I drove with you today. Bitch, I drove with you. I was like, In a, you are, you you are go grasping for straws. Yeah. She scares me a lot. Yeah, this was scary, but it also made me think that like she'll fare well in prison. Then she invokes the Constitution, which I was like, only criminals do this. Yep. She goes, it is a Constitution that I am innocent until proven guilty. And they're all like, like, okay, we know that. Then she storms off, storms off. Meredith goes, well, I have to be honest. I'm finished with this and I'm done. This dinner has come to an end. So that's enough for me. And then strolls <laughs> off. And, and everyone's like, okay. Whitney goes, my answer is that if she has proven guilty, <laughs> I am prepared to have conjugal visits with Jen Shah. And they're like, what they were like well i think i don't think that's what you mean i would sit down in front of her and have that awkward conversation of a conjugal visit and everyone was like what they're like i don't think so you're you're gonna go hook you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna go be a fuck her in jail you're, <laughs> i love i will sacrifice myself to but, being her lover but then at first i was like whitney is just confusing but then she went well and i was like oh does whitney know about that jen and meredith allegedly Remember that, we got that the someone rumor, messaged was us? Was the rumor that Jen ate Meredith out under a table? Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. I believe it. I think these there's a lot of lesbians in this crew. I think Heather and Jen have some sort of sick lesbian relationship. Yeah. Meredith goes, 
if I'm a guest in someone's house, I would never bring up a topic that threatens their freedom. I was like, so if you were in Jeffrey Epstein's house as a, a treasured guest and you noticed sex trafficking happening all <laughs> around you, you just wouldn't bring it up? No. I was like, hmm. Mer- Heather goes, they don't deserve to know how I got this black eye. I'm like, okay, so what? What? Now I'm just thinking that it was like a botched Botox or some sort of filler gone yeah. wrong or something. Yeah. So fucking annoying. You can't say, look at my eye. I, mean, I don't want to talk about it. They You're, don't deserve you to suck. know. We, she doesn't deserve to be on the show for this. No. This is just a, Everyone she deserves is mad. a fine. Everyone is rightfully furious how are you gonna try and drag lisa barlow through the mud yeah when you guys are all your behavior is so shitty wait i i still can't believe that they brought up the sec thing i know also i do have to say that if it's true that this happened totally like unrelated to jen shaw like has nothing to do with any sort of assault or battery I think Heather's a really shitty friend for even implying that Jen could be a part of it or because she's not not implying that Jen had something to do with it. She's no. playing she's playing to that curiosity of the viewers and the castmates and I think that that is shitty. Bad, bad friend alert. And I think that that's also in these types of relationships where there's like crazy codependency, it's common that out of that kind of resentment, someone will do something like this that is actually like, this is a sign that she like hates Jen. Yeah. And, I and think- is unwilling to actually take a stand and draw a clear line or boundary in the sand and would rather like imply something that she's happened. like beating her or something in secret. Well, it's also weird that Meredith is like, it's purely battery, but she's still like hanging with them. I'm just like, wait, I thought this behavior would be like abhorrent to you. Yeah, because then they are all in the bathroom and Jen's like flipping the fuck out and she's like, how dare Dana say that with her gray hair? I gave her hair dye. And then there's like a flashback to her trying to give her hair dye, which was strange. And then Lisa goes, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go fly home. Um, Is she leaving? I don't know, but that night when they're in the bathroom, Heather is like, if you want everyone to shut up, like just say like, don't talk to me or you'll get a black eye too. Or like, tried to imply again that that Jen hit her. And then Meredith was like, wait, I have no idea what they're saying. Like, it's just so bizarre. Yeah. Heather's throwing Jen under the bus. Yeah. Like if, if you were really someone's friend, you'd be like, she had nothing to do with us. Even if she did, you'd protect them. Mm -hmm. And like, that's codependent too. But like, I, I just think that she's, if you really wanted to protect someone, you would and that did it to you you would say like oh i fell into a plant i mean that's like classic like yeah battered wife sleeping with the enemy vibes but like she doesn't she doesn't actually care no and meredith is like where is your loyalty truly where does it lie they all love you but i've got to go i've got to get my flight is she taking like an 11 p.m flight back to slc i guess are they all taking a flight that night i think she's leaving her sooner it's weird so back in SLC, she and Daddy John are fly fishing. I needed more of this. Hot. I caught it. What look, they, I got the fish. What do they look down at? It's me. <laughs> Just like a weird man who lives in a in, basket. Who lives in the creek. Who lives in the river.
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Heather goes to Angie K's palatial English countryside. Well, first, first we go to the Marx's oh, very yeah. cold house and a rare appearance from Chloe Marx. Meredith and her kids are opioid addicts together. <laughs> like, I'm what gonna... is this folie à trois where now Chloe is also talking like this? I need to say something. What? I don't usually like, usually I wouldn't be attracted to someone like this, but Brooks is hot. He is hot. I'm bummed. That As I'm... he grows older, he grows into a real gem of a boy, of a man. They're getting ready for the big fundraiser that night, the ADR. It's really important for, for mental Meredith's health. Nephew. 
My nephew who tragically drank a bottle of bleach. I was like... Again, he tried to unalive himself. My children, I'm going to be featuring a whole rotation of designers featuring Brooks Marks himself. It's going to be very chic. He goes, no one knows what it's like trying to run a business and go through college at the same time. No one, no one's ever done that. No, not a soul. Mm-mm. Meredith goes, I've done it. And Chloe goes, oh, she got you. She read you. She read you to filth. She snatched her wig, Brooks. They're in a true opium den. They are. Where Seth, Seth is like the last frontier. Like, Meredith targeted Brooks first because he's the gay son. So she was like, I can get him to copycat me in this vocal fry mission. And then Brooks targeted Chloe because she'll do whatever he says because he's the gay. He has the gay power and his mother's favorite. I think Meredith. Oh, sorry. And now Chloe as a daddy's girl needs to target Seth and get him talking slow. And then they will be the slowest talking family in the United States. Well, I think it's Meredith's ploy to live forever is to transfer herself into her children. Transfer her consciousness. Mm-hmm. So she's prepping them. There's something happening that is like. It's like Suspiria. How they, mother. Yeah. The mother, the Helena Marcos wants to like transfer herself into Dakota. Also, Whitney should start doing this with her family, where they all start to talk like a wild rose. I'm sorry. I still can't believe Whitney's daughter's name is Bobby. Just saying that. So, yeah, Heather goes over to Angie Harrington, who weirdly has like a French accent in this. I cannot put my finger on Angie Harrington, but I do know that I love her. I, I, I'm, I love her style. I love her nose job. I love her dogs. Her gay husband. I love her gay husband. And I love her weird house she starts grilling heather basically like who the fuck did this to you but i think she's also this seemed really insincere to me like she's in on it with heather yeah like she knows and then it's like we're gonna shoot a scene where i tell you like you don't owe it to a single soul to protect anyone who did this to you and heather's like yeah i can't take it whitney's sort of going through family heirlooms and photo albums to try to revive her memory. My memory of being a a young wild rosebud. (laughs) Her son's name is Brooks. I forgot. Yeah. Brooks and Bobby. She goes, come look at me. A young bud. Here's me. Her son's like, okay. He's like, okay. She goes, I'm going to call Curtis. And (laughs) and her kids are just like run screaming. She calls her half brother who... He gives some good advice. He does give good advice, but he also gives me like cool pastor advice. Like I feel it's a like bit Instagram life coach. Yeah, I feel like he's like in landmark or some kind of cult. But you know what? People in the Midwest love that shit. They do. He goes, oh. <laughs> when he goes, I can't seem to remember anything from childhood. She goes, look at, do you know this girl? And she holds up a photo of herself. She goes, who is that girl? I do not even know her. <laughs> Young Molly Mormon. <laughs> what happened to Whitney? Will she ever reveal her the origin story? Mm-hmm. She needs her book. Yeah. That'll be in her book. I have faith. I'm a huge Whitney fan now. I TBH. love the Wild Rose. Jen. I don't remember when I bloomed, but I do know that I became a Wild Rose. I had to like turn off. I had to fast forward Jen's therapy. 
Well, I'll tell you all about it. All right. She FaceTimes her therapist, a true quack. And by the way, my mom called me this morning and goes, I think Jen's sentencing will be over Zoom. I was like, Dorothy. Wow. What does she know? I don't know. Is that like a psychic hit or like she's, she's read that? She's a suit. Yeah. I think she read that somewhere. She's, cool. Well, yeah. Because I guess like why would she travel all the way to New York to get sentenced? Yeah. Jen's worried about everyone in her family. Well, she should be. Yeah. She goes, she was my biggest fear. Like, I'm just so scared. Like, did I fuck Omar up? Like her youngest son? Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. You traumatized him. He was... Yeah. He'll never be the same. Every one of your decisions has fucked with his life. His life will be totally different. And it's your fault. So you did fuck him up. Yeah. And instead of saying it, giving it to her straight, her therapist like, no, I don't detect any anger from Omar whatsoever. He's just worried about you. Everyone's just really worried about you. Is he like a medium? No, but he does seem like a Stephen King character of some sort. No, that's not what his dreams are saying. And then he was like, Sharif is the same way. He was like, everyone's just really worried about you, which I feel like is probably a tactic. If he's afraid she's going to unalive, then you have to just go into like, She's holding everyone hostage in her family. The truth would be, the hard truth would be, you fucked your entire family up. You fucked your own life up. Everyone may not be angry at you right now, but once they have a chance to process all of this, where you're not in the house fucking threatening to unalive yourself every five seconds, they're going to be filled with rage. And it's all because of your decisions and your actions. Your husband hates you probably. Yeah. To some degree. Mm-hmm. And... You have ruined multiple, not only the lives of your victims, but the lives of your loved ones as well. And it shows that you don't actually love them as much as you say you do. You, the only person you love is yourself. Yeah. And you don't even love yourself that much. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done any of this. Do, have do, fun do. rotting in jail. Mary's fundraiser is buzzing backstage. She's Brooks in, is just slipping his little labels on sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Has he branched out of the athleisure? Mm-mm. Okay. Meredith is in It Takes a Village mode. It really does take a village and to it's put... Just put takes on a, a village. Fundraiser. Angie Kay and Dana show up. Her sister comes up first and she goes, My, we did it, Myra. Shouldn't Myra be giving the speech at the fundraiser? No, Meredith was like, I'll do it, My. I'm you so unclear as- on what this fundraiser... Do we know the name of the company? It's called Fun Room. <laughs> Angie K is contoured to the gods and back. She's drag race. She's drag race. <laughs> and she and Dana talk to Meredith, who just monologues at them over and over that she's not mad. I'm not mad, though. I'm just severely disappointed. She's actually, like, furious at them. She hates them and wants them dead. She's mad that they brought up that Meredith was talking shit about Lisa's SEC. Which yeah. like... Can you, you like Prince Harry, don't take accountability. No. And then she tries to pull some shit with them that I would have gotten furious and I would have left the fashion fundraiser where she's like, and there we are on this vacation. Really? You're there because of me. I would have been more triggered at her going, well, I'm Angie going, well, I'm sure you're really busy right now. So we'll let you go. And she goes, "Mm -hmm, I am. (laughs) I saw that too. And I was like, "Ooh." I would have left. Yeah. I would have been like, here's five grand. Okay, fuck you. I'm leaving to five go. Five grand. To deliver. Oh, for the fundraiser. 
uh, Shaw, Coach Jen, and some gay arrive. The one, the la- the final Shaw Squad member. <laughs> Angie apparently sent an invoice to Jen for about $13,000. Good. And then Jen has the nerve to make like a shitty comment about it. Lisa arrives wearing Balenciaga PJs, which I thought was really chic. And a little Bottega clutch. And Meredith... She's so mean about this. ...is a jealous hater. She's like, she came here to get her Instagram pics. It's like, well, what do you think you're doing? Yeah, this whole thing is just for Instagram. This is for your clout. Or for a show, which is almost worse. Jen, at one point, as the fashion show goes on, she keeps going, I love this. I want to buy this. While Brooks' stuff comes in, and he goes, I'll... I'll talk to you after the show about it. She I'll goes, send it to you right after the show is over. She goes, do you accept Apple Pay? I'm like, what? Should you really be spending money on clothes that you'll only wear for six more months? And then this is when it got really dark. Wait, why though? <clears throat> I'm pissed that we missed the Wild Rose event of the century. Yeah, that was weird. Where everyone was dolled up and then a lot of things were revealed Teens. like jen had reached out to angie h and is trying to men things set up a dinner a double date where she will no doubt assassinate both <laughs> angie h this is like she's like let's have dinner it's like the day before she goes to jail she's tying up blue she's phones. gonna bring in like a glock and just blow their brains out at the <laughs> restaurant and then unalive <laughs> what this part made me really sad and uncomfortable when Coach Shaw goes up and he was a little, he gave me some chilling vibes here. He went up to Angie and her husband and he was like, you know, I was really very upset that you were upset about this, this whole invoice thing. So to I find out that we had an outstanding debt weighed heavy on my heart. So I just, and to me, I thought like, wow, this man is so sincere. Like, oh really? Yeah. But then I didn't know if I was being hoodwinked. I thought this was the the rare moment where I was sort of like, I got the ick. Your from, bullshit meter was up. And he hands them a check for $13,000. And I was just like, he had like, ra- he had, and I understand. Like he it must, was too calm. He must have so much rage right now. But he was, the way he was looking at them, it was like, I am a shell of myself. And it freaked me out. Yeah, I don't know what to make of them. I'm also like, did he know about the scam? No one has come for him in the way that people came for EJ Global. Because she's, because he's hot and sweet. Yeah. And I mean, if he's away all the time for work, which it seems like he was, how much would he really know? I'm sure that there were moments where he, that when this was happening, that he probably was like, what's really going on? But as far as guilt, that's probably, that to me, that's as, gui- that's as guilty as he was. Yeah. Which is like normal. And he probably had like a few moments of like, Where's the money coming from? But also, if you don't know, like you wouldn't just, it seems like such an intricate scam that you're not going to be like, oh, she's creating lead lists and calling elderly people and getting them on lists and selling the list of these people. And they call them and they send them up for a thing. She gets kicked. Like you wouldn't really know. You'd just be like, my wife's killing it. She's a girl boss. She's She's a girl boss. She finally has something going on. She's off my back for once. Like, thank God. (laughs) You know what I mean? Dana's on fire. She goes, she's a bad friend and a bad person about Jen Shaw. She is. It's true. It's a terrible person. Meredith's speech. I blacked out. She goes, without your mental health, you have nothing. (laughs) And I was like, well, I know a lot of 
mentally ill people who seem to have a lot. So that's <laughs> categorically untrue. Mm-hmm. I think then she I forgot like, midway what was happening. Is Just, that nephew okay though? Mm. Like, why aren't they letting him speak? Then they're telling their story for him. I don't, something seems. Did it change everything? I'm just asking. Just simply out of curiosity, not trying to be rude, even though it does seem like that. I'm just always keeping an eye on him and trying to read his face. And I just wondered, so, how is he doing Was he now? ever the same? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just like never really came back from it, which is sad. I'm getting that energy. I hope I'm wrong. But that's just well. It's like Meredith and her children are sort of taking center stage in this night that's supposed to be about her sister and her nephew. So it's like a little like wait. And everyone's just saying what what he went through and not letting him be like maybe he's just and he kind of has like a blank stare or he's just some people are just not comfortable speaking. Yeah, he's a little checked out. Yeah, Heather heads over to the Wild Rose Farm Mendocino's farmhouse. Well, Angie H is also. Or Angie K took a moment to get an iconic line in where she goes, all I know is I'm going to run to the bank and cash that check before the government freezes her account. <laughs> that was, was like, great. Woof, twisting the knife. That was great. But also not know. Yeah, I would be you like. better cash it ASAP. Oh my God. If you someone gave me. You with that shit. I would I'd be with shaky hands. I'd take the photo of it on the Bank of America app. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck. Didn't sign it. <laughs> ah, you didn't endorse your background. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put it on a black background. Heather goes to the house, Casa de Wild Rose. The farmhouse of the century. Heather's acting like a fucking victim. Like from the second Whitney opens the door. Hi. And Heather's like, normally I would like walk right in, but obviously you can't do that. And I would be like, then leave. Get out. She goes, I brought peeps for Bobby. And Whitney goes, yes, it is her birthday today. And Heather goes, yeah, I know it's her birthday. That's why I brought him. I'm like, good present. Yeah, I don't like your Flop. whole vibe right now. Sucks. Bobby comes in and she goes, yeah, come come say hi to me. With sunglasses still on. I'd be afraid. Yeah, Bobby looked terrified. Bobby I think is, children know when his sunglasses are on inside that no one's to be trusted. Bobby is adorable. I know. She's, that red hair. She is such a queen. I was, A fiery she, redhead. She's a queen to me. He goes, and then I gave birth to my own wild rose, Bobby. Oh, that is her little baby Rose. I love Bobby. I love her too. Bobby was like, I'm uncomfortable and don't want to hug this person. She's giving me peeps. Thanks. Although that's kind of cute. There better be a maybe gift it's like card, a thing, a gift card in there. Open one of the peeps, <laughs> and it's like a single pearl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they talk outside by the when man-made goes, creek. Heather goes, "Where do you want to chat?" And when he goes, "I would love to go to the fire pit." She loves that fire pit. Yeah. Those fire pits with the blue stones in them. Something is wrong. Something is very wrong. My parents, my dad and his wife have one of those. And I am always just, feels, I'll sit around it, but begrudgingly. Feels, it feels. It's like an aquarium. It feels very like it's that It's so area. weird. Do you know what I mean? It is a very that area thing, but it's also like, it's like Oklahoma. Like who started the trend of putting these I'll stones? I'll tell you who. Just the put wild charcoal. Rose. The wild rose. 
Some wild roses love a colorful stone in the fire pit, and that is just the way of the rose. Whitney goes, normally in normal ties, what I regret and what I hate is that I don't know how you got your black eye. <laughs> and in normal times, you would have told me. And it seems you're that county cork. And it seems that other people know and I don't. And I'm just very, very hurt and confused by it. And Heather goes, well, we're on a friendship break. So I was like, then just tell her now, bitch. Yeah. You're being a dumb cunt, Heather. Like, (laughs) I would be like, it's a perfectly normal and healthy thing to have friendship breaks in your adult life. And also, this is your cousin. Yeah. Like, this is your family. Your family's forever. And, like, you need to just, like... Sometimes you drift out of touch for a little while. And sometimes you drift back into touch. Sometimes you need to take space from each other and just take a little break. A friendship break is doesn't mean like the friendship is over and you're never going to speak again and it, this changes everything. It's just a chance to like reset and re-clarify boundaries and conflict is not abuse. And that's what I would love to say to Heather. But she's just jealous. I think she's just Whitney has more growth in, in, in many ways than she's made. And she's jealous. Yeah, and I her. think when someone gets like... Sometimes it's hard to like have be in like a really close relationship and then someone grows or has like a leap forward and and you're still in the same place. It can cause like a lot of resentment or feelings of anger. Like you act out. What I think really think is Heather, you actually wanted the friendship break. Yeah, that's why she also keeps saying, well, we're on a break. We're on a break. And then says like, I think we should just love each other from afar and continue she basically says like i want to continue this friendship break so then i'm like you wanted it yeah she's insane though i don't like her one bit me neither never have i'll say it to her now i feel vindicated and i want her off the show i want her sued i wouldn't say it to her face because i'd be afraid no i wouldn't but i would like her i'd like her gone to gone friend of demoted friend of glad for you with love and light you're now just a friend of those boots. Also, I need to boots Angie Harrington. This season up. needs to fucking end. Yeah. It's been on since September. Let's, we need to know when to call it quits. It's, it's been too five much. months. Yeah, that is way too Come long. On. It's crazy. What's even happened? Nothing has happened. Literally, they were in San Diego for my entire 30s. <laughs> when entire- I turned 30, they went to San Diego, and now I'm at the tail end of my 30s, and they were still in San Diego. I was. 24 when they went i was 14 when this season started yeah i was and now too. i'm 49 years old <laughs> i've like, aged so no much in this season from nothing i've aged bored out of I've benjamin button reverse where i just get old really fast mm-hmm. from boredom so yeah enough is a goddamn enough shut up Unless you're going to say something truly meaningful. Also, like the reunion. What are we going to talk about? Jen's not coming. Jen's not coming. I don't want to see it. I wish that Andy would lose his shit and scream at Heather. He won't. Strangle her until she says how she got her black eye. Does he love her? I I think he loves Heather. Why doesn't he love the wild rose? Because Andy has like weird favorites. And I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> Guys, I do want to talk about our show is coming up next week in six days from now. First show at the Dynasty Typewriter. Tickets You're going to want to be there. You're going to want to be there. January 11th. And 18th. And 18th. Come to one. Come to both. 7 p.m. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. It's going to be a true lull of a time. Come on. Come on. Come all. 
Ticket links are in the description of the pod. Hit the purchase button. Bye. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash podcast. 